Welcome back to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm Venture. This is Hannah. And we got a great episode for you guys today. Go ahead and tell the listener your name and where you're from. My name is Matthew Bigos. I'm from Legacy Sewer and Drain, Signal Hill, California. Heck yeah. Mm. Shout out to you guys doing the hard work, right? Yep. How'd you get into sort of the drainage game? I started a plumbing company uh, about 15 years ago here in Belmont Shore. It was Big O's Plumbing. And uh, through the process of growing the business and <clears throat> growing in the industry, I came up, came across a niche that transitioned my company um, <clears throat> from plumbing to trenchless sewer repair or trenchless drain repair. And what that is, is we make very little destruction, um, go in, find access in the pipe, and restore that pipe with a 50-year warranty. Wow. Oh, 50-year warranty. Mm-hmm. That's oh, crazy. that'll last. Yeah. Wow. I like that a lot. Where did you go to high school? Uh, I went to high school at Wilson for a few years, and uh, after that, I went to, um, <clears throat> shoot. Uh, not a continuation school, but a graduation school to graduate early. Um, yeah. And there was a reason behind that. Uh, I was raised by a single mother. I watched her struggle. Um, so I wanted to get into a field or a career fairly young, mm-hmm. um, which that allowed me to gain access. And I became the head mechanic here uh, at a young age on 2nd Street, a uh, bicycle mechanic at Jones. Oh, and, perfect. So you're really local then. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then from there, um, started washing trucks at a plumbing company, and they asked me to do an apprenticeship. And then from there, um, things took off. Wow. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. How many uh, siblings did you grow up with? Uh, three. Three? Yeah, okay. two brothers, one sister. Two brothers, one sister. Oh, so there's four of you guys. Yeah. Big family then, yeah. huh? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So are you the youngest or the oldest? Where do you fall? I am the um, second oldest. Okay. So yeah. you got some leadership under your belt. A little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's really fun. Is your whole family still local around here? Um, no. Uh, my older brother and sister are in uh, San Diego. My mom my brother are here. And then um, dad's out in the valley somewhere Mm -hmm. yeah so i remember when we talked a little bit you said that you're a multi-generational in in the you know industry that you're in yeah that's really cool yeah my uh grandpa started a plumbing company back in way back in the days uh la county and uh dad was a great plumber so i'm a third generation plumber um i've developed my skills through school watching others learning the good and the bad um taking what actual brings value and dropping what doesn't and uh it really helped me excel in so many areas Mm. yeah our favorite part about this podcast is having people like yourself on that do the work that we don't see Mm -hmm. you know and then just kind of give us a typical like day in the life or you know stuff that you do that without the work that you do guess what this shit doesn't happen this doesn't happen things like that so it's like tell me a sort of like a typical if there's your contracting site or something like that at what stage do you guys bring in and use your expertise to help build you know certain projects like Mm -hmm. what's some stuff that you've been working on recently sure 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 so i have a project uh down in brentwood um And what that is, it's area drains. A lot of people don't focus on area drains, which are exterior drains. And we have rain coming up uh, with this particular mansion. If enough water protrudes, it'll really do a ton of damage. So in that, we're uh, rerouting the main area drain lines there. 
Um, and then we have other projects uh, going on nearby Signal Hill area mm. where we're storing uh, about 60 feet of cast iron. Mm -hmm. And that's with epoxy and literally a round paintbrush in the pipe, um, making a new pipe inside the old shell. Wow. Got you. It's so funny that we had you here because every time it rains... It's hilarious within like LA or just SoCal in general because well, like you have the sand that we were just talking about, there's sand vibing up and everything like that just for a little sprinkle, like nothing crazy, right? Or, oh my gosh, the rain is going to be so crazy. And what I wish the news and everybody would kind of wake up and say is like, no, it's not the fucking rain. It's mm -hmm. the infrastructure. It's yeah. the, the shitty highways and the way that the street and the houses and like we get this much rain and all of a sudden everybody's scared. Like yeah. we got the highway all shady and shitty and people are or having accidents and things like that so it's kind of fun that because when i you know grew up in texas and places like that you'd have a real storm and all of a sudden the next day you don't see any water you're right, like what well, right. all the water but here it'll stay here for a week two weeks if we get rain and it's mm -hmm. just important plumbing infrastructure things like that right yeah no totally and, and remembering to do preventative maintenance is key um, people need to treat plumbing as if you were getting an oil change on a car you need to have this stuff taken care of regularly um, it'll cost you more in the long run to not take care of it um, and a lot less if you just start taking care of it now. Yeah. I want to hear about the importance that your guys' company does with, well, I guess first we could hear about your team. Mm -hmm. Ooh, tell me a little bit about your team. Are you a one-man show? How many guys you got on the show or what's going on? Yeah, so I'm the owner. Um, I'm also a teacher. Um, I'm an operator. Uh I've grown in the last year um, on training guys and kind of backing up a little bit. So I have a team of five. It's me, my mom's my secretary, um, my brother's handling some overflow calls that are coming through for plumbing. And then I have my three techs, which are epoxy and sewer liner installers. What's it like working with family, having like a family business? Um, it's been great. It's been... Um, I mean, as long as you have a family that can speak and talk about the issue in front of you, you can mm. work through it. Uh, so it depends on the family then, huh? Is Not what necessarily you're saying? No, 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 no. It depends on the aim. Mm. Okay. If you know your aim in life and you know, and the people around you know their aim in life, then you're all headed in the similar direction towards the same focus. And we share that value. Um, that's how we came up with the name of the company, Legacy. At the end of the day, you need to sit back and wonder, what are they really going to say about you at your funeral? Mm. Oh, right. yeah. I, I get like that. that. So, like that a lot. yeah, there's a depth to it that uh, that kind of scratches the surface, you know. Um, you got to think outside the box, not just wake up and go to work every day. Um, and you can make a ton of money. You can buy a ton of things. But at the end of the day, it's love and legacy. And mm. that's what we stand by. That's super cool. Is there a certain point in your career where you had to kind of make that shift from an employee mindset to an entrepreneur? That's kind of some stuff that I'd like to hear about because personally, I've just had great parenting, great coaches to where I didn't have to kind of slip up or I didn't have to make a shift. I've just always came out the game as an entrepreneur. So yeah, that's a, that's an amazing question. Yeah. The, uh, the shift that came from me was, uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, I flew back to Dallas, Texas, and I went through an event, um, for Christian business owners called Rise Up Kings. Um, in that event, I found a lot of my weakness, weakness points that I needed to really focus on, um, and really feed into the four pillars, which are faith, family, fitness, and finance. Mm. And so when I sat back and really started to work internally on the things that were owning me mentally, you know, 
Um, everybody has their struggles. I started to really shift my mind from wanting to be the guy doing to be the guy training so I can bring more people up and level them up um, because that's my job. I can't sit back and just tell people what to do all day. I've got to train them and give them opportunity. Um, <clears throat> and when that happened, it opened my uh, it opened my mind and I got a clear vision on what I needed to do next. And uh, Legacy Sewer will be a franchisable company soon. I have Forge Trenchless Training and Small Business Program. Um, and those are the mechanics to get me where I want to go um, in facilitating and coaching um, master's program and business owners that are believers. Mm. I like that. And have you seen a shift in your guys' industry from sort of like, oh, you're going to be a plumber or you know what I mean? You're going to go into plumbing as like, oh, you didn't go to college or you didn't do that or blah, blah, blah into now seeing like, oh no, you can make way more money than a doctor. Like you can, <laughs> without taking all this crazy debt, going through 30 years of school and just like you do whatever you want, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like the uh, training program that I'm setting up is showing, look, if you come to the gate and you do what's needed from A to Z, you follow my process, you come to my quarterly training um, programs, you're guaranteed to meet a, a certain number that's very um, fit for your knowledge. It's it's Knowledge is key. The more knowledge that you have, the more money you're going to make in this industry. Um, but as far as your, your direct question, I want to make sure I answer it properly, is guys coming into um, my business now, Forge the Schooling, they're coming in not having any knowledge of plumbing or anything. And within one year, they'll be able to sell it and do the processes. Mm. Oh, I like that a lot. I want to hear a little bit more about the people space, right? You're, the, the clients, right? How you deal with clients, how you make sure that they understand that what they're doing is obviously beneficial to their end goal too. How valuable is people in the work that you do? Uh, people... Yeah, you hit one good there. People are everything to me. Um, relationships are everything to me. I've made all my money by valuing those relationships and showing up in the most authentic, vulnerable place I could be. Um, and showing up for them, not showing up for myself, mm -hmm. is where I've gained the most income, the most freedom. Um, and as far as the customers, yeah, you can put tons of money um, marketing you could put tons of money, Google, Yelp, all those things, they pay off. But uh, speaking from the past and full transparency, the money comes from the deep relationships and the trust that you build in us. Oh, I love that. He put that really good. Yeah. I love that because that's kind of something that we've been hitting on and something that the goal of this podcast is to help understand that without we don't care about credentials. We don't care about where you've been, what you do. We care about how much you care. You know what I mean? Like you can't really put a barrier up in front of somebody and expect them to trust you, right? You got to be vulnerable. You got to open up and let them know like, hey, guess what? I know 80% of this, but there's 20% that I don't know. But the 20% that we don't know, I have a guy for that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get that taken care of, right? Yeah, wearing the mask, will, uh, wearing masks all day as a service technician, um, that'll burn you out. Mm -hmm. I did it for years. And, uh, you know, the, the big shift in my heart and my game and my business and my finances came when this didn't, when I realized, you know, from my faith, this doesn't belong to me. 
Yeah. Mm. And so the minute that I realized that, now I'm just a steward of it. Mm. And then if you want to take life mastery to the next level, is the biggest thing is when you stop looking at worldly stock and you start looking at kingdom stock because we might not be dead today, but we can pull that burial you know, date closer and we can invest in legacy. And I keep hitting on legacy because it's the most brutal thing. Um, and it's a driving force through a, a family. That's how you... You build memories. That's how you build love. Mm. Oh, I love that. I want to touch on a little bit. Um, obviously, you're the owner of the company and you have these trainings. Are you or have you always been a natural leader in that sense? Um, <clears throat> yes. And the breakthrough uh, that came about a year and a half ago was realizing the leadership that I have instilled in me mm. and being okay with it and owning it, stepping into that position and saying, okay, each day, how can I get better at leveling the person in front of me up? I got to be prepared if I'm going to help them. Mm. Has that been hard to do, to just owning that? Um, it's mo been the most beautiful thing in my life. Mm. Um, I w I've never had the freedom that I have today up until six months ago. Um, I freely speak about this, but I had some trauma growing up, and that trauma breakthrough came about six months ago and that's how I was able to get the vision and implement um, and facilitate and do all these cool opportunities. Mm, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I like, like that. that. How many kids do you have? I have two. I have two girls, uh, four and eight. Oh, you're a girl dad. I'm a girl yeah. dad to the fullest. They own me, <laughs> uh, Alessandra and Luciana. Oh, oh they yeah. sound really cute. Are you married? Yeah, I'm married. Oh. My, my wife is Nancy, um, beautiful wife. How did you guys meet? We met at our church. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, we go to a local church. We met there. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me, what's it like being a girl dad? How do you lead? Um, how do you parent? Sort of what are some of the philosophies? What's, honestly, just what's the best part? What's your favorite part about being a girl dad? I was just, I was just in a forum with a bunch of gentlemen yesterday sharing about this. Um, I date my daughters to the fullest. Mm. <laughs> this Christmas, they'll get their first Tiffany's necklace, mm. both of them. And the legacy in that is I'll add a charm each Christmas, but even to level up one. Uh, when it does come time, I don't like to think about it, that they do start dating. <laughs> that man's going to have to uh, be more than average because they're st I'm, I'm training them. I'm, I'm dating them. Um, the biggest suggestion, the biggest uh, heart ties that I have with my daughters and when I drop to my knees and I tell them the most beautiful thing in the world and daddy cherishes them with all their heart. Um, just to see the smile and the expression on their face um, is everything. It's the mm -hmm. biggest reward you could ever imagine in your life. Um, if I could just share this also, because um, you're asking kind of transformation-ish here. Um, <clears throat> business, being a business owner, all those things are amazing, but there's so much f fulfillment when you start to push that aside and prioritize your your family, your fitness, your finance, and your faith. And so Tuesdays and Thursdays um, are committed days. That's how I stopped working in the field. Um, those are office days. I take the girls to school those mornings, drop them off, even though I don't need to. But just those five-minute rides to school where you get to pour into them and share knowledge and pour wisdom before they go into school is, is priceless. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I like how you talked on fitness, right? The mm -hmm. body. You got to really take care of that body. That's one of the things where uh, I'd say I'm the only guy in my family doing it. 
And I've seen what happens when you don't take care of your body and how fast things can go to shit, whether it's addiction related or, you know, obesity or something like that to where it is really like a temple. You really have to, I run my body. How would you explain it? Like a fucking race car almost, Mm -hmm. right? To Mm -hmm. be like to the tick, to the tack. And it's so amazing. And everybody's like, oh, you're a young guy, you're a young guy. Wait until this, wait until this, wait until this. And then I met your dad who's running marathons in his mid fifties, late fifties, right? Getting after it, still swolled up. And like, that's how I want to be. And that's how everyone should, I think, want your your body to be the best version of itself that I'm assuming like I don't want to tell anybody what to do but like you feel better and it's so crazy I want to hear like as you've aged and as you continue to grow how important is that fitness and sort of what do you do when your schedule gets busy when family gets busy how do you contain that discipline to go oh no we got to keep pounding and keep pushing right yeah so right now I have time blocking where my 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 work day does not start until uh, 9.30 in the morning, and before 9.30, um, I'm, I'm doing my pillars. I'm, I'm fitness, finance, faith, mm-hmm. family, taking the girls to school, leaving a love note um, on the counter for the wife, going to the gym, working out with my trainer, um, and then my mind's mentally prepped um, before I go into work. So the importance to me is to, A, show love to the family, get the home taken care of, get that solid, take care of my fitness, get a good meal in, hit the journal, read the Bible, get the day going. And uh, I like that. Talk to me about a trainer. So we, did you have a background in sports at all growing up or anything like that? Were you active? What is the mindset behind like having a trainer? Not for it or against it. I just want to know. I don't know many guys with a trainer because the guys that I know – were baptized in a weight room like I was. So I don't necessarily need a trainer. Like yeah. I have all the tools to do it, but how does it help you for people that maybe are looking into that? Man, uh, such a good question. Um, my trainer, Jay, uh, from J2Fit, uh, I've been journeying with him for, man, about 14 years now. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, he's more of a friend than a trainer. Yeah. We do life together. Mm. Um, it's all about accountability. So... Call, someone able to call me out when I'm slacking and look me in the face and not let it slide and actually grow me. Um, there's a bond there. Mm. And we've been going strong for years. Um, and it wasn't up until recently where I had a mindset shift. And I came in and I'm like, look, I want to track because I want to see true results. I truly want to try to get to a contest uh, prep without doing the contest. Because we're called to grow and do the best, um, to build ourselves up, to take care of the past and be renewed. And that's the transformation that's happening right now is uh, I've been rocking hard uh, for a good 90 days almost. Oh, nice. Congrats. Hired a nutritionist, found out uh, what my body's kind of tricky to and holds on to that extra weight. So, yeah, you got to the best investment you can make is in yourself. Mm. Oh, I love that. I think you, the accountability part is you will very, like, it's automatic for you with the workouts. I have a harder time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran track in high school, and so that was a routine. I had someone that told me what to do every single day. We're doing this, we're doing that, we're going to the weight room. It, it's very easy when you have that routine. I don't have track anymore. So now it's a lot harder for me to really stay at it and having venture. I know you, you, you're you trying to get me there. Yeah. I just think that the language is hard because 
the way he needs that pep talk is very different from how I need the pep mm. talk. Yeah. He is very, very direct and he just, just tell it, just say just it. A just a true warrior. Just yell huh? at me, you know, do this. But I am <laughs> like, no, if you yell at me, I'll shut down. Like, I'm, yeah. if you tell me to go run, I'm not going to go run. Like, yeah. it has to be a different language. How have you and your trainer friend, how have you guys kind of worked that language of communication? Um, calling it out when it needs improvement mm. on the spot. Yeah. You know, we have that relationship where if I tell him, hey, we need to measure more, we need to track more, he's accountable to it. He shows up, and if he needs something from me, I show up. Mm. And um, just the culture that, the culture in that gym, it's not a brotherhood because we have male and female, mm. but just like you're saying, some people need to be pumped up, be direct. Mm. Um, I bring it for that gym every morning. Um, I give them a loud inner hall to wake them up, and they love it. But uh, my suggestion that you might want to think about would be tracking because tracking has made a huge improvement. Mm. I don't necessarily need someone to encourage me. I need to track it and see factual data to mm. see factual results. Right. Mm. When I see that, it's game time. Yeah. Right. I like that. So maybe even if it was we track it and we actually do do actual maxing out, things like that, mm. to where like that stuff that I used to do of, all right, hey, let's start time in miles. Let's start looking at splits. Let's start. I can We can break all that down if right. we want. It's just I'm so with every fiber that like I know if the sun comes up, I'm doing, mm. I'm grabbing Big Big Steve is that fucking kettlebell behind you there. Yeah. I'm taking <laughs> that out to the sand and Big Steve and I are going to have ourselves a morning, yeah. you know? So it's like, yeah. well, I like that. We'll, we'll workshop some stuff like yeah. that down the road that's cool the holidays are coming up obviously yeah. and we'll make sure that this gets out next week around that sweet spot but what are some traditions that you got going on with your family and after that i want to talk about sort of the importance of either taking that time off for the holidays for your family the importance of that or creating time to do that at a separate date yeah, yeah. So we do uh, the Christmas Eve service at church, and then we go to uh, my mom's house after. Uh, then we go to my wife's parents after that, and we stay up uh, pretty much all night. The kids run around, they eat candy, mm. open up presents at one in the morning, and then... Oh, at one in the morning, yeah, yeah. you guys do wow. presents. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's fun. I, like that. <laughs> I married into the family. It was a new tradition yes. to me. It's super fun to watch the little kids get nutty and oh. open gifts and... That's, that's, that's the fun. best because I, f- I remember as a kid like waiting till the morning you don't sleep anyways as a kid you're just like that's the one day we're like when santa come in right like yeah. as a little kid we had to wake and we saw ce- i celebrate on the 24th i'm from sweden so we celebrate on the 24th you had to wait all day and then around like six o'clock at night that's when we got our presents gotcha. so we had to wait all day and like you saw the presents there but you're like oh i gotta wait <laughs> yeah. yeah so taking that time off as an owner and operator you're never off. You know what I mean? You're always, something's always marinating, right? I want to know is how, what's your process for being present at home and also putting out the fires that need to be put out career-wise? Yeah. So this is a newer strategy that I've picked up in the last year. Um, But I'm already focused on next year and I have it pretty much um, set up and systemized better than ever. Um, in that it lets me sit back and not worry about what's coming, but be prepared for what's coming. Um, the importance in taking the time off and not falling in the trap of answering your phone, checking emails, things like that is you can't, you can't be focused directly on your family and be present in the moment, um, to celebrate a, your family be the holiday. 
Um, so it's, it's completely disconnecting and shutting down. Um, if you don't have that access, it's, it's, it's brutal. I did it for years where I'd be celebrating, answering the phone, trying to run emergency calls and do this and do that. And uh, I'll just tell you now, it, it's not worth it. Just make that space. Enjoy your family. Enjoy mm. the time. Be present. The work will always be there. Your family won't. Mm. Mm, that's it right there. I think that's kind of the weird transition where we're in the building phase, obviously. Mm -hmm. Have no kids yet. It's amazing. I yeah. can work until 10 o'clock if we want to and just run podcasts all day and just like be in that sweet spot that we're at. But that's something that I think is going to be more of a challenge for me when we get there than you. So yeah. I'm excited, though, definitely hearing stuff like that. We're able to take notes. Mm. So that's good. How do you guys prospect for new business? What is sort of the way that your industry, you know, maintain and get new clients? Um, Something's always breaking or what? Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> with my process, it starts off with a sewer line backing up or a flood happening or roots growing into the pipe. So it starts off with a hydro jetting or a drain snaking. And then from there, usually it's uh, recommendations from the recommendations. There's a repair. Um, so Yelp, Google, um, Facebook, I have a great marketing company, uh, real time marketing that focused directly on trenchless. So I have them in the realm this year, which I'm stoked on. Um, and then relationships, relationships, keeping, mm -hmm. um, the people that I've been working with for 25 years now mm -hmm. and just continue to pour into them and stay active with them and they continue to call. But, uh, we always have to search new clients and be ready to serve them. So those are my uh, marketing companies that have really helped me gain the, the customers that I need. I like mm. that. That I really like that a lot. Would I, our listeners get the most value whenever we have interesting industries, off the cuff things, is we like to hear sort of like, let's say we have a restaurant on. We want to hear the process of keeping the restaurant open for the day. The guy that comes in at five starts prepping the sauce, right? Yeah. Then he gets the, the bread and the fruit ready and things mm -hmm. like that. What does sort of the normal day typically look like for your industry? So for in my industry, typically uh, we'll just run a day of, of my shop of how yeah. my uh, lead installer gets the day going. So he comes in and he uh, he fabs out the material, um, the sewer liner for the day or gets the epoxy ready. Um, he loads up the truck, um, checks his house, calls pro and he's at the job. Um, at the job, it's usually in the front yard, the backyard. Sometimes it's inside the home if you're on a slab and in that setting you'll have a canopy and a bunch of really cool uh, tricked out equipment that <laughs> restores pipe. And then um, usually about 4.30, 5 o'clock, we'll wrap up for the day. Uh, he comes back, parks the truck, that's it for him for the day. Um, and then for my mom, who's my office manager, she'll come in about 7 and run the office and dispatch the jobs up until about 3.30 every day. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. nice. So you talk about epoxy. The only thing I know about epoxy is like if you have floors, can't you like do a coating over the floor? But are you doing like epoxy? Is it piping or how does that work? <clears throat> yeah, so you can take similarity to it. Uh, just imagine a epoxy that's designed specifically to um, adhere to the pipe or make perfectly... Um, inner pipe inside the old shell just because the resins are so different is epoxy a plastic or is it a form like is it an is it different it's a own like epoxy is its own thing or is it some sort of a 
a metal or a plastic or like what the hell is it epoxy a is film like what is it epoxy is usually like a two-part um liquid chemical and when it bonds it becomes hard and is mm. one okay so uh we were i don't know originally where the idea of epoxy coating came from there's all kinds of different stories mm. around the world um but what can i let's keep it simple um imagine taking that garage flooring epoxy and installing it internally inside of a pipe okay mm. okay and then everything just runs smoother the pipe is stronger and lasts well, yeah. longer yeah so usually imagine a house that's on a slab where you can't really um crawl under the home you have to jackhammer to get to that pipe uh we'll open up the drywall where the pipe's above ground to access it and restore it with um chains which are high speed and they knock off all the old rust and build mm. up inside the pipe and then we go through with a hydro jetter, clean it all out with high pressure water, put a heater in it, get it all hot. And then literally we have round paint brushes with two hoses and they drip and you paint a new pipe inside the old shell. Mm -hmm. um, I've been able to save a mansion in Malibu 1.8 million. Wow. Um, so I've had great success with it. I love it. It's fascinating. That's really cool. Yeah. How long does that take? Like uh, when you're fast at it, like you guys are. Um, we can do um, a 100-foot pipe um, in two days. You don't want to rush it. I'm yeah. more quality over quantity. Right. It's, it's a surgery. I'm a, cert I'm a, yeah. I'm a doctor. Oh, I yeah. like the way that it is. Yeah, you're opening up houses then, huh? Yeah, we're, uh, we're definitely surgeons. We're specialists. You're not your typical plumber. That's why the school is so intense and mm. it needs to be enforced properly. But, uh, yeah, we go in and, and save people tons of money and avoid tearing up their... Their property is demand increasing is there enough guys in your industry to service all the demand is it a growing industry how are things looking it's a it's a, a really exploding industry mm. um, a lot of this came from other countries in germany um, finland um, denmark all those beautiful countries started to ship machines materials stuff like that over and so now that all these companies can get their hands on it um they're doing it so the infrastructure like we went on earlier in the talk the infrastructure in long beach alone if you have clay pipe in the front yard or cast iron pipe there's a great possible possibility that that pipe's done and it mm. needs to be restored so the way that you can think of my process simply is we have to make maybe a a two by two square two foot by two foot square pothole and dig down to the pipe and we would surgically do everything from there, and you would never know we were there. Wow. How do you find the pipes? Um, so I have seven different types of cameras, different sizes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so, a whole thing. That's crazy. Yeah. And a camera, like, they, you just dig here, look under, like, how does no, that, so, they, can they see through the ground, obviously, or how no, does it work? So I need an access point. Um, there's something called a clean out in our industry. That's an access point, usually in the front yard, the backyard, or um, up on the wall and you unscrew the plug or take the cap off and you stick your camera down there. And on the, the uh, tip of the camera, I have something called a SON and that SON sends a signal to a transmitter. So I can push the camera down the line and then take my transmitter above ground and I can find where that camera head is and I can give you the depth and wow. the exact location where it's at. Oh, that's and awesome. That's how we can, 
you know, find a good little spot in the grass compared to the concrete usually. Oh, wow. are you able to take videos and stuff of this, like, oh, yeah. of it going under? Wow. Oh, that's sweet. You got to start putting more of that stuff out. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool to, like, I'd like to hear more of that. Just see content. I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah, here's this piece of crap that we got to fix and clean yeah. out. That's so satisfying to watch. It, it is. Like, huh? yeah, it, it's totally satisfying. Um, so many really cool jobs and cool projects. Um, Denver, Marriott. That was an amazing job. Mm -hmm. um, that's right before the Broncos walked in. Um, huge pipe. It was snowing outside. Um, it's just, Trenchless takes you places. Yeah. You get to meet people. You get to meet really cool people. So you guys are doing sites all over the country then? Um, I've just been fortunate to go there and okay. have really cool jobs. You yeah. Know? Um, I would fly if needed. I would do those types of trainings. Um, they're looking like they're coming up in the forefront when I do my franchising. Mm. Okay. Because you know, I'll have to fly around and train up my people. Yeah. I like that. Cool. So you're trying to scale this as big as possible, obviously. And then with the franchising, have sort of opportunities all over the country, if not all over the world, right? How do you envision that going mm -hmm. as this beast continues to get bigger and bigger? how does the culture of the company shift or how do you maintain the culture of that company? Mm. Um, that's so important. The, the way to maintain the culture in the company is for me to show up present and available consistently. Mm. I like that. Um, as a leader, I need to lead by example and that's not telling someone what to do. It's showing them in front of them. Mm. Hey, this is what worked for me. You know, all we're supposed to share here in life is experience shares. We can never tell someone really what to do. Right. Uh -huh. Who are some of your favorite mentors that you've had coming uh, up? Yeah. Uh, Skylar Lewis uh, has been a big mentor in my life. Um, and so has Noah Elias. Um, they're both big, impactful men, um, especially in the kingdom. And uh, they've helped me with my mindset shift. Uh by leading by example, having brotherhood barbecues in the backyard, um, Skylar letting all these brothers come through the events and hosting his dinners right mm -hmm. at the dinner table. Um, that's legacy. Mm -hmm. And when I see that in men, I value that. Um, and they're, they're hitting on all four pillars. And I, I really, uh, it blows me away. Like I gained a filter in life. I didn't have that filter. And when you see a man really living by those four pillars and standing to it with the way the world is today, um, my hat's off to him. My heart is just mm. on fire for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Who would you say are some of your favorite like icons of all time? Did you watch a lot of sports growing up? Did you watch a lot of movies or anything like that? Do you have anybody, it doesn't have to be entertainment, that you think are pretty much, you know, the greatest of all time at what they do and you respect that? Hmm. Like for me, it's Muhammad Ali. That's my guy. Muhammad Ali was able to just through his greatness, through his craft, was able to inspire me to master whatever my craft is, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Rocky, you can say. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Rocky's determination. The guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are good. What's your favorite Rocky? Uh, mine's three i think yeah, I, I would go with three also three but also four is a close second too like i really like the um swedish guy rocky four. Oh, um you know his name come on now that's one of your big you guys only got five famous people I and know. he's one of them i'm blanking come on the Hold russian on. um 
Dolph Lundgren. Shout out to him. Yeah. He, did you know he was Swedish? He wasn't I Russian. Didn't. Yeah. Wow. So that guy's from, he's lying. But yeah, right? I found that out when I started dating her. Nice. And uh, I will point out as soon as I know that someone's Swedish, I will I will point that out. Like, oh, yeah. She's from Sweden. He's from Sweden. IKEA Swedish. This you, and that. Yeah. You can see it right away. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And they're like sneaky too. There's a lot of composers or in the end, like in Hollywood places like that. There's a yeah. lot of artists that are from Sweden, but you guys like it's a very quiet like culture, it's behind the know? scenes like, a little bit. They're not like throwing a flag out it's not like conor mcgregor just throwing the irish flag <laughs> yeah, out, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like that's how i am it's like oh, usa throwing it around <laughs> yeah. But yeah rocky's the best yeah hmm. so hey i appreciate you sort of taking the time out to come and sit with us and explain more about what you do i really love hearing you nerd out about like pipes and cameras yeah. and things <sighs> like that i want to hear more about just stuff like that but how has your first podcasting experience with us been so beautiful far? i love it i yeah. uh I'm stoked on this. I uh, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. You know, I love the flow of it. I ha- love how it's not like, hey, here's the questions. It's structured. Mm. Uh, free flow and authenticity is everything, and that's mm. what you guys are exposing here. So yeah, you mentioned something about potentially starting your own thing. We talked about that on the phone a little bit of either a show or a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Is that something you did? Yeah, yeah. So um, my aim is to to focus in on helping men and women break free of trauma Mm. and level up also um, in their business. So I have a lot of reach with that. Um, That's why getting these businesses is so important to operate by themselves is so I can go out and feel the areas that Mm. are burning my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's super important to me. That was a a big shift to me. and so People of Legacy, that'll be the nonprofit. And uh, I want to start also a podcast coming up. Um, it's going to be called Testimonies. It's going to be testimonies from people that have gone through trials and tribulations but ended up in a good place with mm-hmm. a successful mind um, and a good belief system. And so uh, I'll just say it now. My podcast, they'll come in, they'll t- do an, uh, a three- to five-minute ice bath, and then they'll sit there and podcast up with me oh that's cool yeah i like that a lot (laughs) we were just talking about we had a guest on a little while ago um he has a little sanctuary place they, oh, Reed from mm-hmm. Human Aeon. Yeah. Have you checked his spot out yet no. at all? He's they they newer, are yeah. very um, ice bath focused. Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you brought that up because we were just talking about ice yeah. baths. You yeah. guys ever want one? Just come to my shop. I have yeah. uh, I have the ice bath and oh, the cool. whole sauna and the whole setup there. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to come check it out. You do it every morning? or? Uh, I haven't had a chance to do it every morning because my routine, uh, the ice bath at the shop and all the re- morning routine is outside the shop. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, right after Christmas, yeah, uh, I'm in it. That's Definitely, fun. that's cool. It's exciting. So it's funny because we're heading out to Sweden here next week, uh-huh. and uh, obviously cold things are frozen up i was looking at a lake last time and i was going to jump in that frozen lake but i didn't i was like yeah but this time because i've been thinking about it since like last year i'm telling you if you tell my dad that you want to do that he's going to get so excited he'll be like let's go right now i'll do it i'll do it if you do it you have to i'm not doing it oh if i can get her to do it i'll get in there and we'll figure it out we got a whole plane ride over there to just start coming over and doing the ice bath yeah for it there you go he'll be all proud of you yeah definitely yeah i'll get in there like a champion yeah. Nothing, yeah. Right? But 
That's like kind of one of the last things I wanted to talk about was how important is your environment towards what you do? Because for us and definitely myself personally, I've told her, I said, I can go anywhere on this globe as long as I'm on a coast. Like there's a whole lot of coasts on this globe. Keep me by a beach and I'm totally mm. fine. I'll run through walls, this and that. But when you put me in like the middle of Tennessee, I'm still good, but I'm not firing hot like I am because I need that ocean. I need to be able to just zone out and do the thing how about you i used to be um locked and loaded all long beach i don't travel i don't go on vacation Mm. um but i have i have joy in traveling um other places um just to get away and disconnect because i can stay around here and go up and down a newport or south bay but i'm not disconnected from my company still i'm Mm. sorry i gotta be on a plane four hours away right and literally the, the phone is forwarded and the phone's off mm. or I'm focused on why I'm there and I'm present. So I used to be exactly keep me coastal. Um, but there's parts of Dallas that like I really love and I yeah. can chill and have a ranch and spend half the year there. Yeah. Half the time here. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You got a little bit of cowboy in you? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. That's awesome. My parents, um, they just bought a house up in Montana. My mom's from Montana, so I spent all my summers out in Big Sky Country, and I spent a lot of time in Texas, too. So that's obviously we're going to get established here, and as soon as possible, maybe jump up to Montana, do something like that. Nice. It's, um, it is special, but as of right now, Coast Sky, for sure. Yeah. And that's awesome. But I'm a little bit of both, I think. I think I love the beach, but I also love the quietness of like a field or the forest or yeah. just like because i that's where I, that's how i grew up like i grew up in forests you yeah. know it was just a bunch of forest um it was close by the water but it was it was very quiet like mm-hmm. whenever you were in the forest or on a field dead silent like you only hear the birds you hear you know they hear little animals in the bushes but like that's about it um so i love the quietness of that so going back to sweden every once in a while is nice because i just get to slow down a little bit that disconnect yeah. is everything yeah yeah i like that well before we let you go here we always finish out with one final question for all our guests who are maybe two to three people similar to yourself it could be somebody in your team it could be a fellow business owner hopefully somewhere in the socal you know area that we can reach out to and hopefully get in the same couch that you are in and have them share their story is there anyone that comes to mind yeah richard from um socal warehouse oh cool yeah, Richard Rodriguez. What does he do? He uh, He's a real estate agent, and he uh, we share a similar passion, but he started a school for uh, real estate agents mm. oh, that's awesome. to um, focus on a niche, mm. uh, some part of real estate. I'm not a real estate yeah. agent, yeah, but yeah. that's my boy. So, yeah, I'll oh. link you guys up. Yeah. Um, who else? Let me think for a second here. Um Could be a, a strong female voice too. We're always looking for, you know, a lot of ladies to come on and, mm. you know, they're killing the game too. So, uh, my trainer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jandar would be a great guy yeah. to Definitely. come on here. Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jandar would be a great, he's a personal trainer. He owns the gym. Oh, cool. perfect. Um, and then, uh, let's see. 
Uh, we're aiming focused business owners, correct? Sure. What I mean, whatever you want. That's cool. Those are some of our favorite episodes we're finding yeah. is how people started and built their practice yeah. like yourself, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. So there's someone uh, in the master's program that I will get you the name and detail to, but they'd be a perfect candidate yeah. for yeah. this. Fun. You know, kind of open up and share more on how people can level up in life. Yeah, mm. that's awesome. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on to the Natural yeah. Thoughts and Talks show. This is just phase one with the audio. Maybe when we get the cameras up and rolling, you'll come back and yeah. we can get deeper into it. The goal is just to scratch the surface here and, you know, kind of yeah. start something that we got going on. Yeah. So appreciate you taking the time. This has been Natural Thoughts and Talks, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.